Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com this segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. You're listening to The Real Down, sponsored by Catch Photo Release Tournaments. This is your premier tournament source. Here are your hosts, Sam Jones and Dan Perry. Welcome back. Welcome back. You're listening to The Reel Down on Paddle and Finn Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Jones. Got my good friend, co-host, Dan Perry with me tonight. How you doing, Dan? Doing good. Ready That's to talk right. to these winners. Winners. Stone Cold Killers on the episode today. These guys are some straight-up hammers. It's going to be epic. Let's go ahead and uh, let's let's do some introductions here. If you guys are watching on YouTube, you already see their beautiful faces. But uh, if you're listening on the podcast, let's go ahead and do a little roundtable here. So first up, we got my man, Eric Siddiqui. What's going on, buddy? What's up, man? Not much. Not much. Now, what were they calling you on uh, the Bassmaster stage? Siddiqui? Siddiqui? Yeah. Siddiqui? I don't know, Sid- something like that. Siddiqui, I think. Oh, well, it didn't matter. He had a right backstage. Yeah. <laughs> Messed it up after that. Yeah. There was a few mess ups that night, but uh, we'll get into that here in a little bit. And then uh, to his left, well, actually, I don't know. He gets all messed up once we put it up on YouTube. Skype does what it wants, jumbles things around. But Big Les, Mr. John Lessman in the house. All right, all right. Hey. All right, all right. I like it. I like it. So, and then uh, number two, bridesmaid, <laughs> Mr. Mark Edwards. What's going on? Hey, 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 hey. Welcome. Thank y'all for being on show. And uh, Jim Davis might be joining us here in a little bit. He's finishing up with a, another show, uh, you know, a lesser uh, good show, just not quite as good as ours, but uh, he, he, he'll oh, be on here in a minute. Oh, burn, hey, burn. No, we, I just, you know, I'm fine. I love it. I love it. No, yeah, Jim's uh, Jim's hanging out on the uh, the weigh-in with Scott Butcher right now. We're co- recording this on Tuesday night, even though this episode will air on Friday. But, the, yeah, hopefully Jim will jump in. Uh, I talked to Scott earlier today, and, and we decided to share him a little bit. So, But that's all right, because we got three awesome hammers uh, with us right now so let's uh let's do this thing let's talk about this event you know we uh we recapped it a little bit you and i uh dan 
live from uh, the Classic Expo on Saturday. Uh, that was wild and crazy, definitely difficult to record. Uh, so this is going to be back to the usual, a little more uh, conversational, yeah. rather than me screaming over a crowd of people at a busy TRC covers booth. Uh, but uh, going crazy, trying to get them covers. I know they were. They were like diving over the table, trying to get in the bins. It was nuts. It was nuts. They actually sold out of covers uh, in two different models. So unbelievable. But uh, anyway, enough about that. Let's talk about this amazing, amazing tournament that just went down uh, last Thursday. The Bass Nation event hosted by Hook, presented by Abu Garcia and powered by Tourney X. I don't know. There's a bunch of sponsors there. But uh, why don't we start with uh, – yeah, oh, Old Town. Yeah, got to get that in there. Let's uh, let's start with just going through the top ten real quick, Dan, and then uh, let's talk to these guys about uh, how they did what they did. Okay. Well, we got three of them here now. Uh, first was Jim Davis with 87 and three-quarter. Mark, uh, you had 84 and three-quarter. Uh, Jonathan, John, you had 84 and three-quarter. Uh so y'all two tied, huh? It was just right, went right. to big fish. Mm. Uh, I lost the uh, lost tiebreaker by quarter inch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric, you you, you had fourth with eighty four and a half. Uh, Lance Burris had eighty four and a quarter. Uh, he also had big fish with twenty twenty five of the tournament, which was there was a bigger fish, but it was disqualified. So just want to throw that out there. Former guest. Uh, six was Dave Swill Swell, S W E L L. Uh, 84. Sewell. Sewell. Sewell, yeah. There you go. Uh, seventh was Jimmy McClurkin, right? Yeah, 83, and, 83 and three quarter. Mark Bink, Binkley, 83 yeah. and quarter. Russ Snyders, that dude's on a freaking roll. 83 and a quarter. And last, tenth place, Corey Racer uh, with 83. But, yeah, 230 anglers. It was to make top ten. I mean, any of y'all, fourth, tenth, fiftieth, it doesn't matter to beat all the all the people that you did. I mean, that that was amazing. So congratulations. Thanks. Absolutely. And you know we said going into this event, you were everyone was like, Who do you think is gonna be top ten? Who do you think is gonna be in the top ten? Like, put it out there. And I'm thinking like the whole time, the bigger story is gonna be who's not in the top ten. Yeah. Like some major players zeroed at this event. It was that tough. So congratulations, guys. You, I mean, you really had to overcome a lot. Not only a huge field, but a tough lake and some really tough conditions uh, to put to put together these top finishes, top five for all of you. So awesome, awesome job. Yep. Thanks. Thank you. All right. Well. So let's kind of go through some quick facts real quick for the listeners, because I think this is pretty interesting. So out of the six of us, so, you know, hopefully Jim will be on here in a little bit, but uh, Dan and myself also finished this event. Three out of the six fished, uh, fished Clear Creek and the top three were were in clear creek that's pretty interesting eric um fished lakeside marina uh kind of south central uh part of the lake 
on the west side. It's one of the major launches there. Huge area to cover, though. So we'll get into to that um, here in a little bit. So, and then we had, uh, Dan, you fished up north in the river, which is crazy. I don't even know how you did that. You're braver than I would be. Um, and then I fished out a poorhouse, um, which is right there smacked out in the middle of the lake. So, but yeah, three of you coming out of uh, Clear Creek. Pretty interesting. So, yeah, lower end of the lake was yeah, that was place to be. For sure. It turned well, on. It turned on. Yeah. Well, Russ, I know he was up uh, where I finished because I did a float. So he was up river fairly far north. Uh, he was definitely, I think, the highest that fished up that area. But, yeah, it seems like down south was where it was at. I think so, go ahead, John. Off, uh, I think one of the things that kicked it on is they had that bottom dam wide open. And so it kicked that current up and there was fish holding, but it was pulling that water out and kicked that current up and there was food moving and that, that turned the bite on, uh, quite a bit, I think. Interesting. So that was going to be my next question, John, is what you think it was. Cause I practice in that area and, and caught some fish in that area, but I never caught any size. Um, and I know I had quite a few people that practice in that area and didn't catch anything at all. So that's what I was going to ask you. Yeah, they staged up quite a bit uh, in different spots that we were pre-fishing, Mark and I were pre-fishing in. But once they kicked that current on, they had to leave. So it pushed them out and pushed them up on the flats or up on the banks uh, and stood out in the creek as much. And, uh, I mean, that was that was a big, big difference for me versus the day before. Uh, I don't know, Mark, if he'd agree with that or not on his end. Yeah, so what were you catching mostly spots or largemouth guys? I had a mixed bag. I was catching heaps. Yeah. Mixed bag. John, what about you, bud? Uh, bigger fish, largemouth, but most of my fish were spots. Okay. My bigger ones was largemouth. Yeah, my bigger ones were spots. And did you specifically target one species or the other, or were they just kind of all together and you just, it was the luck for all? I just went where. <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> All right, Mark, you go first, man. Yeah, I actually targeted largemouth and spots. I, I found a school of spots, and that's where I started at. And, you know, that's what I, I was hoping to catch an early limit and then go for largemouth, and I ended up catching two largemouth. And then I went back to spots gotcha. and for there. So. Yeah, right. I just uh... – I went to where I found the warmest water in practice, and I figured with all that rain, it probably pushing some of that warmer water out of that culvert that was out in front of it. So I was just, whatever happened to be sitting there, I, was, I figured there'd be some fish sitting there. Whatever was going to be sitting there, I was going to catch them. So it turned out to be spots in the morning and then kind of some largemouth pulled in there. Uh, there was a lot of largemouth on the other side in that real shallow water. And McClurkin actually went through and fished back there most of the day, and he said he caught 20 or 20 plus back there and he's like i can't believe i had this to myself all day i was like because i've been selling that culvert nobody wants to come past me <laughs> right well i went back there and funny. finished the day up with him and upgraded one <laughs> there at the end so it was cool it was cool i i see that angler bullseye on your hat how many times did you uh how many times did you hit that ding button a few times so i sat mostly day. in the same spot so i don't really need to <laughs> Right, I feel you. Would you think you got like a dozen fish, two dozen fish? Yeah, I was probably 10 to 15, I'd say. 10 to 15? Yes. Okay. 
with the what about you, John? Go ahead. Eighty-seven, eighty-seven to eighty-four. Is that where they, where y'all thought they would be, or did you think it was going to take more before that? I really thought it'd be higher, to be honest. Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah, I guess yeah. eighty-eight. There was something somebody had posted, and I put eighty-eight. That's that's damn close. I didn't think there would yeah. be a lot of catching, but I figured to to win it, you were gonna have to have you know 90 93 inches somewhere in that uh, ballpark and and that's i would have thought i think my guess was like 92 and a half 92 and three quarters so i was surprised there are are y'all watchers before you went to the weigh-in did y'all have a pretty good idea of where you were at where you following the leaderboard (laughs) everybody was telling me i was at (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. kind of but you know you still don't know you're still there's still too much question marks, you know, and, and, yeah. and being on that stage and all the stuff that was going on, we didn't really know. I mean, you just didn't know what was going on. And that was kind of the cool part about it. So let's uh, let's take a break from the vision for a second. Let's talk about that. So 10 of you guys are brought up on the stage. And the very first name that's mentioned is... <laughs> Not someone that's on the stage. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny because they so, went through every, all the names backstage and like made right. sure everybody was there and everything was right. And then they go out and the first name they call isn't even there. So. Right. So <laughs> I, I still don't I still don't know what even happened there, to be honest with you, because like later on, they mentioned eighth place. But yet, like, the guy who was mentioned in 10th place wasn't there, so was the board wrong? Was Tourney X wrong? Like, does anybody even know what went down there? All I know is when they handed me that check, I ran. Right, exactly. (laughs) Like, somebody... The board was wrong on their part. Um, But, because everything else was right. The list, whoever put the board up on the screen jacked it up, because the list was right. Because he went through the list, and what kills me is he got everybody's name perfect right off the bat. I mean, Siddiqui and mine and McClurkle's name get just butchered, and he hit those on one lick, and then all of a sudden he gets up on stage and and chokes. So, yeah. Well, you know, maybe anybody. Right. <laughs> um. Yeah, that was kind of it was kind of funny, but uh, you know, don't be growing pains. They'll uh, they'll get it. I, you know, maybe he's uh, practicing to be the next MC. I I don't know who who he even was, but uh, that was uh, that was kind of funny. He's the college announcer. The college announcer. Okay, all right. I don't know. See, I think he's I think, Yeah, I, I, Hank Wilton. He's he's a good guy. I, whenever I fish, because I honestly I didn't watch it yet. I wanted to talk to y'all and kind of go into it a little bit ignorant so that I could watch it afterwards. I didn't want to ruin it, you know. So the, uh, yeah, Hank Weldon, he's usually really good. I mean, he's he does high school and college stuff. I mean, he's normally a good guy. Well, I'm assuming that he was really thrown off by the mix-up right at the beginning, too. So I'm sure from that point on, it was him just trying to figure out in his head what the heck was going on. Yeah, it, um, he got flustered over it. That was it, yeah. pretty clear. It, he's been yeah. there for a long time. I mean, he's he's good at what he does normally. Yeah, so interesting. Well, all right, guys. While we're on the topic of being up there, 
tell us what was it like let's let's start with you eric and we'll work our way up to number two mr mark edwards fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish it's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home it's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. What's that mean? Uh, getting up on stage? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. man. I mean, you know, it's it's normal for you, so. <laughs> right. But that wasn't that wasn't normal at all. That was that was completely different than anything I've ever experienced. And I've been watching the classics since I was a kid, you know dreaming about getting up on that stage so it, it was a lot it was a lot to handle i don't know if you could tell but i uh i wrote down some sponsors on my hand and stuff I'm trying to remember some things and i still usual. forgot some and and yeah. then i uh of course forgot to thank my family so i got in trouble for that <laughs> but i was i was nervous man I, and it was a lot it was a lot it was different for well sure. i will say this um you know a lot of the pros have switched to just saying, I got to thank all my sponsors and then moving on to family and not even trying to. Uh, so don't feel too bad that you were probably what, I think you were 90%. So <laughs> yeah, they were kind of rushing along a little bit and I felt like, they were. Oh, yeah. So, but I will say you did really well. Um, you know, for, for your first time up there, I think that is something that in our sport, a lot of people don't quite have that speaking, um skilled down yet and it's a tough thing to do and you did a really great job i was actually having a conversation um with someone else about that the other day yeah. talking about um how you guys presented yourselves up there and, and i thought you did an amazing job so Thank you. Uh, kudos that. to you john man talk about it brother you've been well, in the sport I, a long time you know it was uh, a lot of us you know this this is part of the story that's going to be similar to everybody is you know We've watched this as a kid. We've watched this growing up. We've watched this, and, you know, it's every dream. You know, it's like a lot of kids want to play baseball or football, you know, and you you want to be that guy. I remember it was Hank Parker and Bill Dance and Roland Martin and all those guys. You know, started getting my age here, you know, about as old as yeah, Jerry. you are. And, uh, but, uh, you know, so all of a sudden you're standing there. You know, when they took us out and they kind of did the run through, a quick a couple little quick pictures you know you're sitting there freaking out because the music's going the lights are flashing and and then next thing you know they draw you out there and you're in the white light and it's like oh my god there's people here and people are staring at you and it's it's an and on that stage it's a feeling i've been on a lot of stages i've been in all kinds of things and i will tell you that right there is there's not a word to describe it because it is totally unreal it's a, just an amazing spot to be so mm. and john but, but before we go to mark I, I i've never talked to him in person i just want to say thank you for your service being a afghanistan and iraq veteran i i really appreciate your service thank you oh no worries glad for it thank you john hey no worries the only Good problem man, that uh, that little event though is you know eric at least he got to say you know it's thank you they, they was by then he was so flustered it was like, John Lussman, third, second place. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to give you that opportunity here in just a second, John, so don't worry. We're so going to give you that. My wife and, and, and boy were watching the 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 broadcast, and they're like, what do you bet they don't thank, you don't thank us? 
<laughs> Bam. They had them. They were ready to go. <laughs> but oh well. Yeah. All right. How about you, Mark? Yeah. Man, it's just, it was just amazing, man. I just, I've been floating on clouds for a week now almost. I mean, it's, it's, it's uh, surreal, I guess, what they'd say for it, man. It's just, and uh, honestly, I'm not somebody that's real big to get in front of speaking, you know. So I kind of thought I might have a heart attack out there on the stage, but <laughs> I've done a lot of praying before I got out there, and I was at, I was at ease. I was calm. I was, I was wondering how many people passed me after seeing Russ and Eric, and I was like, "Geez, am I even gonna be in the top five now?" You know, I didn't, I didn't know how many people called up at last last hour, so it was, right. it was super exciting, man. I mean, it's just, I mean, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's the word for it. It's just awesome, and and I really think with the Bassmasters, it's going to reach more people, and it's just going to grow the sport. And I mean, there's going to be more. There's going to be more people get involved in the tournament kayak fishing. I see it. 100% agree. 100% agree there. And you know, with that being said, each of you coming into this event, I'm sure you were thinking about and dreaming about that top 10 right i mean that's why everyone was fishing it right that's why 230 some guys signed up you know it was it was, it was playing big on my mind maybe way too much during the tournament and so now that you guys have been there you've been on that stage i gotta wonder is that are you like yep i've done it been there done that or is it like even that fire even you know stronger now i want to be back there you go I can't yeah. wait to next year. Cannot wait. All it did was put gasoline on the fire. Yeah. That's the best way to explain it. Put gasoline on the fire. Yes. Absolutely. And you guys are amongst 44 anglers <clears throat> who have already qualified for next year, which is icing on the cake. The chair yeah, on top. Cool. That, that was the goal. Takes a lot that of work. Yep. And that one's and that one's gonna mean I think that one's gonna mean even more, right? Because this is one you gotta qualify. Right. It's not a it's not a buy-in. You gotta qualify or at least fish, you know, three out of the the uh, five events to get in, right? So pretty Four cool stuff there. Yeah. Uh, I think I think it's three, right? Anybody anybody know for sure? I've heard both, but I think it's kind of four, actually. All right, cool. Four. I'm going to go with my man, Dan. I don't even know why I question him. That's Detective Dan. He knows. <laughs> he always he always does the homework. So, all right, four out of five, which is tough to do. Um, I mean, I, that ain't happening. Yeah, that ain't happening for me. I'm not making it to Fork or Clear Lake, so I got to qualify another way, which I kind of like that, honestly. I'd rather it be you got to qualify through, you know, your uh, – your performance rather than just showing up. So, um, all right, cool. Well, so let's, I, I have a question after leaving the stage and in between now, I know Eric, you announced whenever you were up on stage that you were changing that, that you were going to a different, uh, that you were swapping over to native. How many right, calls right. have y'all gotten? Oh <laughs> gosh. <laughs> Honestly, I got another yeah. podcast tomorrow. I done two interviews yesterday for newspapers. It's it's been off the hook. It's been awesome. Oh yeah, and man, just the opportunity. It opens up opportunity for everything. 
It, it definitely does between people at the classic and then, you know, phone calls, text. I'm still trying to catch up on social media. Uh, I think the coolest thing though, it was kind of funny. This uh, lady come up to me and tackled me almost. And she hugged me and it's like, you're the kayak guy. You were our favorite. We were rooting for you. We just knew oh. you, you're the big guy. <laughs> oh, I, oh. I, I thought some lady was trying to throw it at you after seeing uh, I'm too ugly. I couldn't, I couldn't buy it, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was cool. The next day, I was getting some gas, and the guy on the other side of the pump was like, like yeah, man, I was watching you on TV. Congrats and everything. I was like, oh, cool. That's, that's always it cool. It kind of happens. throws you off when people say, hey, we watched you. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, like, right. okay, are you creepy stalker kind? Or then all of a sudden you're like, no, I was on TV or I was on the internet. Oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. <laughs> yeah, pe- people know your name. I mean, you know, that's, I'm, yeah. sure, it's, I'm yeah. sure it's going to be strange. It, you it was live, live stream all through the uh, expo. So Saturday yes. in the expo, everybody kind of, I guess, seeing you, you know. It's, it was surreal, man. It's just... Are there any new sponsors to announce? Uh, not to announce, but things is working. <laughs> All right. There you go. Like it. Uh, Eric Eric dropped a bomb on the stage. <laughs> yeah, I got that worked out over the hour before we went up there. It was uh, it was pretty crazy. I've been talking to him for uh, about a month or two, and uh, it's funny how it all came together pretty quick there before I went up on stage. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> right before you go on the biggest stage, it just happens to close. All right. <laughs> nice, uh, dude. That was pretty epic. John, what you got, man? Uh, I'm very fortunate. I got picked up by, and I'm super excited, I got picked up by uh, Dakota Lithium. So uh, I'll be rocking the DLs there and uh, pretty stoked because, you know, I'm a big dude and I can shed the weight. That's even better. <laughs> uh, and then also, card. Uh, patch kits and so forth they've been great it's a product i've used for years and they come out and said hey we want you and i was like awesome and i got a couple other things in the work and uh so we'll, we'll see some people's reached out yeah. pretty stoked about it so it uh, is awesome that is awesome so I, I announced that i was uh i was leaving bonafide and uh everybody kind of looked at me funny and i was like well Everybody else was leaving, so I just said I was going to leave, but I left my bona fides in the truck. <laughs> so what, 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 what boats are y'all running? I know so you've got a bona fide. What are you in, Mark? Uh, I'm in a native Titan 12. That's what I fish out of lakes, okay. but I got I also got a Slayer 10 for rivers back home. But that Max Slayer looks really sweet. It's probably going to be coming home. That's a nice boat. Yeah. For for the rivers back home here, it's gonna it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm still just messed up by John right now. <laughs> I'm seriously. I'm like, listen to him. Like, wait, hold on a second. Like, I feel like I would have known something here. What what's going on? Is he gonna like tell me he's switching the native? Like what? And then <laughs> I left it in the truck. <laughs> well, oh, you know, I stayed anyway. with Eric. I stayed with. Brad and a few other guys and you know all these people are switching and you know are moving up and mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of felt lonely and I'm sitting there silently clapping for everybody and and so I was like oh, I gotta have a little fun you know me I gotta poke at somebody or I'm just not having fun and I was like I'm leaving and they're like no it's and I'm like yeah I left him in the truck 
There is a lot of shifting and moving going on in the industry right now. Um, you know, definitely guys getting picked up and, and switching and making some moves. And I think you're only going to see more and more of that. And that's just uh, that just proves where we're at in the industry right now, which is an awesome, awesome thing. Um, it's only going to get better now. It's good. It's let me ask. Uh, it's driving it is. It's what drives this industry is competition. So it's it's going to be. You know, you look at the big boys and the elite series and all of them. It's what's driving competition. So you got to have it. Yeah, absolutely. Now, and forgive me, I don't remember. Were any of the three of you on the FLW stage, top 10? Um, no, I didn't get to fish it. No, I didn't fish the FLW. Too much going on. Eric, where did you finish? At the FLW um, Fourth Cup. Fourth Yeah. Uh, I just got back from Australia. I didn't get really any pre-fishing in. That's my excuse for that. Okay. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, the reason I was asking, I couldn't remember if any of you were on there or not. I couldn't even remember basically who the top 10 was, unfortunately, because I was going to ask you if you, what the difference in the feeling was, but, um, anyway, moving on, moving on. None of us <laughs> made it there. So, um, old, old news anyway. And the, the, All right, the, so, the she's not even tournament fishing anymore, right? Bogdan, Bog, yeah, Bogdan won the Open. Oh, okay. um, Bogdan won the FLW He's a good Open. Fisherman, man. He is a he was great a, fisherman. He was there, but he was doing uh, filming for uh, yeah. bass. So he well, and so exactly. So he's a great fisherman, but we learned this weekend that he's one hell of a content creator. The dude knows his way around a camera for sure. Um, so I can really see him and Scott teaming up. I don't know if that's in the works or not. If they've even met, I'm sure they've met. But um, I could really see those two coming together and being a powerhouse as far as, um, you know, storytelling out there on the water. So that's pretty cool. And shout out to Scott. Got the gig with Bass. That was awesome. Uh, did a hell of a job out there oh, on did. the water and off the water. Um, so got to give him some love. Um, all right. Well, I have I have three questions that I want to ask you guys um, surrounding bass, and it kind of plays into some of the other major tournament trails. Um, but I, I have three questions, and then we'll kind of move on to some other topics here. But the first one is single day event. So you pay two hundred fifty bucks. There's two hundred thirty guys in the event. It's the biggest stage ever, but yet it's a single day event. Did you guys like it, hate it, and different? Let me let me know your thoughts on that. I wish it was three days. My three days I fished. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel you. I caught over eighty inches every all three days I fished. I no. dang sure wish it was <clears throat> ten yeah. days. I, I actually had three different patterns, man. It was just everything. It's like just seemed like everything I did was right. I mean, I. My first thing, I went out to Main Lake and tried Main Lake Pockets, and that worked really good. But the problem was the Main Lake Pockets was so far apart. And a kayak, I was like, can I run this all day, you know, and hit enough pockets? So I tried some more pockets later on that evening, and then nothing, you know. The first two pockets was great, and then the next three to five wasn't no good. So I went back in the creek where the other 30 boats was, and there was two or three acres of spotted bass cooling. <laughs> so, I mean, there were so 
how many fish I had to fish there. I mean, it's insane. So, but going forward, you'd like to see so a multi-day really event? Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Um, it takes the luck factor out. I mean, it really does. That's why I feel about it. I think it takes the luck factor out. John, what about you, my man? I uh, actually, I think a, a two to three day event would be would be better. Uh, you know, the, the one days can be fun and and give you a little bit of relief, but also I think on this type of uh, uh, environment, that two yeah that two to three day. Is, is is the big key because is, people is, blow their catches yeah. out first day and struggle second third day you know and then it becomes hey you got to work man right and yeah. it, it, this isn't a take away anything what y'all did it just in the future of of what you would like to see yeah because every I'm, extra day first, takes yeah. luck out of the equation yeah oh yeah you know then yeah that's it's so eric you agree yeah three I mean, day event two day event yeah yeah, I mean. So if you guys had to, if you guys got to set the rules right now, what would it be? Two or three days? I'd say two. I would yeah, say two for every two. event, three for the classic. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Maybe. I like that. Well, Bass, if you're listening, Steve, anybody over there, the English has spoken. So we'll see. You know, I think uh, I think it's something that could definitely happen. They're just trying things out this year and. I definitely think there'll be adjustments made, but I, I too, if I'm going to put 250 bucks and travel, you know, across the country and put in the miles, I want, I want a multi-day event. I want to feel, especially when you're fishing on that big stage, like you said, Eric, you know, at least for the classic have, uh, you know, a three day event, that would be really cool. So, um, and what, all right. What was probably going to be our next question, Sam, is with the, uh, something came up on KBN with the practice. Is there, <clears throat> Where do you think in the future there should be an off limits period and a practice period? Did did you have what were y'all's thoughts on that? Mark? I think. Oh, okay. Go ahead, John. Uh, I think because we're we're not like a lot of other uh, series where you know they can move around and do and 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 they have the money to come two weeks out a week out and, and so forth. You got guys that literally showed up the night before to fish because they had to work or they showed up one day prior. So I think the, the excluding is not the way to go. It's, it's all right. Hey, you stop fishing at three o'clock or four o'clock on the Thursday because you're fishing Friday, Saturday. Uh, so guys can get there, get a chance to look at the water and then, Hey, then you fish. Then it's going to be up to you. Either you get them or you don't. So no, no off limits, no anything. No, uh-oh. Okay. So, but to that point, though, do you think there's something to be said for uh, official three-day practice? So guys can't put in more than three hours or three days. So those individuals who are still working full-time jobs or can't travel due to family or whatever it is, aren't as at a big 
the disadvantage isn't as big. You know, if a guy can only practice one day, he's not competing against somebody who practiced for seven or 14 days as the post read. Again, just playing devil's advocate here. It'd be hard to you know, police that. Think- That'd be too hard to police that. I mean, I, I think it's a good but idea. I mean, um, but, I mean, I just like to fish. So if I can manage to get there a week early, it's more t- more time I get to fish. So, that's, I mean, a, a lot of extra practice sometimes can just confuse you anyways. Exactly. I mean, I think three days is about right anyway, but, I mean. Yeah, I, I don't know if there's, like, a perfect correlation between – more practice and event outcome i think for me it you know it's it you always feel like you're maybe going at a little bit of a disadvantage i you know i have limited vacation time so any day i have to burn hurts me somewhere else so another event i can't fish so you know does it make me feel better if it were shorter and everybody only got three days sure does it always hurt me if i only get two and they get seven i i, I don't know so <laughs> It's it's got to fish for the moment. I mean, I, I believe you got to fish for the moment. You know, like tournament yeah. day, you got to. It doesn't matter what your practice was. You, the weather changed everything. You got to fish for that day, which can be totally different from your practice day. With that being said, Mark, how many? Totally different. Yeah, Mark, how many days of practice did you have? Um, I, I showed up Monday evening and I slept in my truck at the ramp. And I woke up, and I practiced Tuesday and Wednesday. John, what about you, bud? Uh, got there sun, Sunday night, hung out, and then uh, went uh, half a day Monday, uh, fish Tuesday, Wednesday, and that was it. Eric, what about you, bud? I got there Sunday morning. I fished Sunday. Realized I forgot my rain gear. Stayed in Monday. Borrowed some and fished Tuesday and Wednesday. All right, so three days for you guys yeah. is what it sounds like is the yeah. average. So, Art, you know, yeah. a three-day a three day rule, and, and, and I agree. I think anything more than three days can kind of be too much. I actually practiced for five days. Um, didn't do me a lick of good. So um, there you go. You have it. Three days is the, is the key. I should have stuck, stuck to that. So I uh, probably won't listen to myself. I'll probably spend five days on uh, Gunnersville here at the uh, – at the end of the month, beginning of the next month, but uh, yeah, okay, cool. I just I was curious as to what your guys' thoughts on that were. Um, I don't really care, honestly. I, I would be totally fine with a two-week cutoff and a three-day uh, practice period, and if it's not, that's fine too. Because like you guys said, I mean, at the end of the day, a guy can come across his first hour of the winning spot, you know, or not, and then still win it if he never catches a fish during practice. So. Right. I feel I like a lot of times um, I end up fishing the first spot I go look at anyways. So. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's a yeah. reason you picked it. There's right. a reason That's you picked right. it. You already have some sort of confidence in it because it's what you found in map study and research. So I agree. Very cool. All right. Um, the next one was, um, oh, I think we covered them both. Uh, official practice in the 14 day. So cool. Um, you know, I don't think, I don't think we talked about what you guys caught them on. That's important, right? I don't remember. So, okay. I'm still waiting on my multi-million dollar tackle deal, so I'm going to have to, uh, be quiet. All right. All right. All right Mark, what you got there, man? A jerk. I think you know what he's talking about. 
Yeah, I was uh, throwing a jerk bait. I was throwing them. Well, I was throwing like actually several jerk baits, um, but I've caught them off jerk bait, crank bait, and mainly the A rig. The A rig caught the most fish. Game day. I just love the way you say jerk bait and crank bait. There's just something to it. It's just got this little plump to it. Say it again for me. Jerk bait, crank bait. There you go. All right, sorry that got awkward. Oh my country. <laughs> Uh, so hit a knock and it got broke. What you got? Mega bass, one ten. Broke that one early. Uh, this this one's actually a lucky strike, but um, the ones I caught fish off from was lucky, lucky or the mega bass. We're, so were you just ripping that thing really hard the in the school? Plus one and a plus two. Okay, plus one, plus two. I don't know if you heard me or not. There's, I have. I don't know if the internet connection's on my end or your end. But were you jerking that thing really quick, or were you, you know, jerk, jerk, pause? Or no, you fish? I, I fish fast. I, I fish fast because it was a reaction strike. They were feeding pretty good. I mean, were they coming up and busting, or you just were seeing them scattered throughout the graft and running bait? Yeah, practice they were busting, but uh, no, the tournament day they wasn't busting at all. They were gotcha. they were pretty much lower in the water column. That's why as the day went on, I, I put on the plus one and plus two, and still wasn't getting them. But I could see them on the graph. So then that's when I started throwing a rig, and just nice. barely reeling it, just slowly reeling a rig. John, you want to talk a little bit about what you got them on? Yeah, I caught um, um, in practice. I was catching them on um, a Carolina um, rigged crawl. And then also I was catching them on uh, Nate's custom bait, hybrid skirt, vibration jig. Uh, but then as the, the weather changed and time progressed, uh, kind of what I was catching them on wasn't working anymore. I couldn't catch them on crankbait, couldn't catch them on really anything. The, the, the Carolina rig became real slow. Um, so <clears throat> I went on with a six-hour drought, but then... I ended up had a tied on a Nate Custom Bait Hybrid Skirt uh, spinning uh, spinner bait, and uh, and I just started working the shallows in this one area. I caught some fish prior, and, and then boom, they started just whacking it, and so I just kept kept at it. Nice, I like it. Eric, sure. do you still not remember what you were fishing? <laughs> it's coming to me. <laughs> no, I was throwing a, uh, <laughs> I was throwing a hot tight crawl jackhammer with a, a Bama bug color uh, rage crawl, and dipped the pinchers in some some orange dye, you know, because water's a little muddy, and uh, yeah, I pulled up on that culvert, man. That water's rushing out. I was like, yep, that's what I want to see, and grabbed that thing. I swear I didn't catch a fish on it in practice, but I was thinking there's no reason why it shouldn't work. So that's the first thing I grabbed and threw it up in there, and 17 and a quarter first fish and then maybe a cast or two later after i got that one measured it was 18 and three quarter and uh, they're both spots so nice nice all right very cool very cool so uh you uh you had a little fun eric at the uh classic expo you know you and your good buddy josh stewart played a little uh played a little game on some people you want to talk about that I don't know what you're talking about. You, you don't know what I'm talking about? Seth Fighter? Oh, yeah. I was playing a game with Josh with that. Oh, yeah. 
Well, he, he, sh- he uh, shaved and left the mustache, so I was giving him a hard time all week, telling him he looked like a Seth fighter. And uh, well, <laughs> I ended up I... beating him backstage at the Classic, so uh, I uh, I pulled up a picture of him and, and took a picture of fighter holding up Josh's, Josh's picture. That's funny. I saw that. Yeah. I, there was a rumor going around that um, Josh was pretending to be Seth fighter and, like, going up and talking to people. I don't think you had to pretend to be him. They probably thought he was him anyway. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> he looked pretty well, close. It was like the long-lost yeah. brother. You sent me that photo, and we'll put that up uh, when we air this, because that's just hilarious. Because um, they do. They look. Um, I get, we got to get we got to get Josh in a uh, jumpsuit and uh, get him out there on the water with Seth. That would be that would make for a hilarious YouTube video. But uh, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Cool. Well, um, let's see. What else haven't we talked about tonight? Let's see. Where are you guys? Where are you guys heading next? Yeah. We already Disney talked about World. that. Oh, that, that was before, yeah. No, that was before. You're right. You're right. We haven't we haven't talked about that as we're recording. So, I think um, somebody mentioned they were going to fish Tennessee Valley kayak anglers. Was yeah, that, that you, that's coming up this weekend. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit them. Steve and you know those guys, they throw just a great little event, and uh, it's a good time. Uh, good chance to do a little pre-fishing as well, and um, then I'll, uh, and then the following week I'm gonna head on down to Pickwick and uh, do the KBF Pro Pickwick down there. Are, are you fishing a casting for a cure this weekend as well with the TVKA event? I know there's a, a charity event going on. Right, kind of North Alabama this weekend. Yeah, that's through uh, Coleman, uh, Coleman uh, City uh, Kayakers. They're doing that's that's through them. <clears throat> Aka guys, North Alabama might yeah. be doing as well. Okay, nice. What about you, Sadiki? Yeah, my next one will be the uh, the KBF Pro on Pickwick. Assuming it gets enough people. I mean, yeah, it's right before the national championship, so I think that's probably why it may not get what it would otherwise, but. I've heard a lot of people, I mean, no one was signed up going into the tournament, right. but I heard a lot of people at tournament say they were going down, so I haven't checked it lately to see um, what uh, what numbers it's showing. But Man, I'll uh, be there. Pickwick's one of my favorite lakes in the country. Yeah, that's my favorite. I really can fish it. You can fish Pickwick, Wheeler, and Wilson, right? Right, oh, yeah. And you're, you think you'll target Pickwick, sounds like? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's where yeah. I really uh, learn how to fish, so. Oh, nice. Are you going for the smallies or largemouth, mixed bag? What's yeah, your game plan if you want to, whatever one wants to bite? All right. I like it. <laughs> I mean, I like last it. year I fished it and ended up with a 21-and-a-half-inch smallmouth on day two. Day one, I think I had a 21-and-a-half-inch largemouth. So, uh, you know, I'll go after whatever I could get. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that'll I, be I some big fish. a big spot on that lake, though. Yeah. Well, there's there's five guys currently signed up for it. So, um, I'm sure there'll be more signing up in the next couple of days. So, uh, oh, that was the other question that I wanted to ask. Uh, we only covered two. The other question I wanted to ask was, what do you guys feel about the uh, 14-day uh, cutoff for signups with bass? Would you like to see that go away? You're you okay with where it's at? Like, kind of, what is some of your feedback for bass on that? It needs to go away. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. 
Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Go away. Well, okay. <laughs> I, I think at least a week. You know, if they want to win that for numbers, at least a week. The, the two right, weeks. Right, right. Of course, what hurt is this one was so close. The rest are spread out. And that, that's, that's what hurt is it was so close. But, yeah, definitely at least a week. Yeah. yeah. You shouldn't have to pay for the next one before you even fish the first one. What was so cool about this is after you got off the stage and you had that adrenaline rush like no other, they hand you your check. Yeah, I mean, that was cool. That is amazing. Yeah, that was very nice. I mean, and that's one of the reasons I fished in Bass Opens several years ago as a co, co-angler, and that's the reason the weight is. They've got the money in the bank, you know, so... You don't have to wait after the tournament and all that stuff. And I was going to ask, was this tournament record-breaking for the most expensive one-day tournament ever? Uh, no. The was there more? The national championship two years ago uh, had more. That was a one-day, though? Yeah. Uh, oh, the one-day. You said one-day. I'm sorry. That's yeah. That's my fault. Yes, this would be one-day. So y'all, yeah. Yeah. Just I mean, what did they actually pay out? Somewhere around forty-four thousand, I thought. Yeah, I think the hold back was what was it seventy-five hundred? Isn't that what we figured out before? Yeah. I'm not positive on that. To be honest with you, all I know is you guys took home some big checks. Yeah. So that was pretty sweet to see. What, John, you were a little over 5K. Eric, where'd you end up at? Uh, three. Three. And Mark, what, seven? Seven, yeah. And I don't think anybody has a problem with any tournament series holding back money. As long as it's it's up front, you know you're going to get it. Here's where it is. It's clear cut. Because then you're signing up for it. You know what you're getting into. I, I didn't mean to be that Bass is doing something that, that is wrong if you know what it is up front and you sign up for it then you know what it is and that that's on you but yeah right well you know people got to think bass is a a machine it is not only a business but it's it's a machine and you look at the media how the guys work there to the production that they put on and the amount of people they have you know they got bills to pay and you're getting what you pay for Mm -hmm. so that that has it also involved I was, I was hanging out with the the Bass Nation director for Alabama today, Jimmy Skinner, and he uh, he lives up there your way, and he was saying how impressed Bass was by kayak anglers, that they just, you know, they, they were, I think they didn't know exactly what they were getting, and then we show up, we're so professional and so well ran, Steve did such a good job, everybody got, you know, apparently everybody got up on stage, handled themselves well, so I, I I think in the future it's you know the way we've shown what we can do. Bass was impressed by us, and they'll only be more and more behind it because they see how much it's growing. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I think uh, I think we'll start to wind this thing down now. Be respectful of your guys' time. You uh, you guys have been on, I'm sure, plenty of these calls, and we'll be on more. Yeah. Uh, and it's uh, I I haven't recovered yet from you know being on the road ten days. So um, I want to give you guys back your evenings here as much as possible. Let's kind of go around the horn real quick. Give you guys an opportunity to thank anyone you want to thank, shout out anyone you want to shout out. We'll start with uh, with our bridesmaid, uh, Mark. Well, I've only got one actually official sponsor, and it's uh, Fishing Online. John and Bree, I mean, they come to me and ask if I would uh, represent them, and that, that means a lot, you know what I'm saying? So, um, uh, And then I got fussed at for not thanking my mother and my sister on stage because they were at home, and they fed my one-horned goat. And I, mom said, yeah. you never did say <laughs> So I got a goat and a dog at home they've had. So uh, and my huh. girlfriend because she's very supportive of me traveling. And I that, love that, it. Oh, yeah, As, you have to thank Jody Queen because you're at his house. Yeah, and Jody Queen and Brian Ailey. They're, they're in the kayak shop over there. They're they're rigging up something for the next event. I love it. As country as it gets, right there. I gotta thank my mom for watching my one horned goat. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, John, you're from Alabama. Do you have a, a two-horned goat? Uh, not anymore. Used to have a bunch of, of livestock, but uh, I've suburbanized a bit. Yeah, I gave it all up so I could go fishing. That's right. I'll leave that up to my brother and all of them. They can keep the animals I'm fishing. <laughs> I'll no, send you a pic of the goat. I'll send you a pic. All right. <laughs> I, I would like to, to first and foremost thank my smoking hot wife Felicia. She's <laughs> been Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, she's been with me for two, over two decades <laughs> out there. But and my boy Jonathan, he uh, for putting up with this dad, crazy dad running all over. Um, but then of course you know uh, HT Rods, HT Enterprises, they've been good to me for ten plus years doing this, uh, and then. Union Sportsman Alliance for really pushing and, and having just a great, great outfit. Uh, Wicked Weights um, for yeah, we up with. Uh, <laughs> Fish Grips for giving me great grips. Tourney Tag uh, just for, for being cool, building those guys. Uh, Yak Attack, can't do it without Team Yak, team yak Attack. And uh, then, of course, you know, the big the, uh, dog themselves, Bonafide, for giving me a boat to put my fat butt in and be able to uh, get out on the water. Um, also, of course, now you're not looking at it and you're like, what do I do? What do I do? Uh, I don't have my glasses on, so it ain't going to help anyway. But uh, I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody now that I'm sitting here. But, yeah, big thing is, is family. Thank you. Um and friends, I mean, this is why I do it. To be honest with you, is the just hanging out with cool people. It's just what's what's amazing. All right, Mister yeah. Sadiki. Yeah, man. Uh, like I said, I forgot to thank the family when I got up there, and I couldn't do this without them. So, uh, you know, holding everything down at home, my woman being good and letting me go fishing as much as I do, and my parents help out a lot when I'm on the road and step in. You know, when she has to work or anything like that. So, I mean, I couldn't do this without that. Yeah. So, uh, that's big. And uh, I did forget a few sponsors when I was up there, too, because I had everything written down on my hand. And it's kind of hard to read. 
<laughs> all that pressure when you got it's 10 bombs on your hand. <laughs> so, right. Right. So uh, Dakota Lithium, I mean, they're awesome. They have some great batteries. Uh, Stormy's great. And uh, they uh, put me up for the week, so I stayed out of the Hotel Silverado for once. So that was pretty cool. And uh, uh, Kirko Paddles is another one. And uh, Yak Attack, I forgot them. I've been with them. They were actually my uh, – I uh, took everything off my kayak when I decided uh, – um, I need some sponsors that are going to help more, and they were the first one to contact me uh, after that. So I've, I've been with them for a while. And uh, I want to thank everybody that, you know, follows me and supports me, you know, on social media and everything else also. Yeah, yeah. How, how, how can everybody find y'all online? Uh, they can find me at uh, Siddiqui underscore fishing on Instagram and uh, Eric Siddiqui on, on YouTube. You'll see a bunch of videos and only because exotic fishing was taken. <laughs> right. Place the bass terrorist. Uh, yeah. That's what Hoover told me I should uh, change my name to, the bass terrorist. Oh, yeah. gosh. <laughs> We're not going to get like Hoover that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it does. I can't say I don't like it. All <laughs> right. I'm not saying you look like a terrorist. I'm saying I just like it. <laughs> well, I've been down south, and sometimes those guys just call me the terrorist, so I guess the bass terrorist is better anyway. That's true. That's true. <laughs> oh, that shit. <laughs> uh, John, how can, uh, how can everybody follow you, my friend? Uh, most of pretty simple. John Lessman, uh, or most people know as Bravo Delta Kayak Bass Fishing. So, uh, that's where you can locate me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. Nice. Mark? All right, Mark. I just have Facebook, Mark Edwards Facebook. That's all I got. <laughs> well, hey, hey, man, if you want social media help, I happen to know a guy. Wink. That's him. <laughs> Anybody well, needs a media kit, yeah. website, you know. Same, it, South shame, Mountain Media? Shameless plug right here. South Mountain Media. <laughs> I'm already thinking of an awesome post right now, so I'm gonna use I'm gonna use I'm gonna use John's Instagram name, and then somehow tie that into attacking the bass terrorist with Eric. I think that'll play out pretty well. We'll see. That sounds good. I'm not gonna say it out loud just yet because I wanted to have some real punch when I post it, but. Just go with two hicks and a you know and a terrorist. I don't know. Two hicks and a terrorist <laughs> and a billy goat apparently. I know John's a serious guy. I just uh, got to be careful coming to the house too late. I don't want to wake him up and bring back a flashback or something. Yeah, Rob, well, I'm telling you what. There is that. <laughs> somebody might look at John and think, oh, I could probably outrun him or get around him or something like that. There ain't no way I'd mess with that man because I got a feeling. He's going to come up real quick if he needs to, and he's going to get you. And if he gets you, he ain't letting go. So, you know. But you know what else about John? You guys may not know this. Eric, I know you know this. John can cook a mean, mean dinner. Mm-hmm. So That's why I'm fat. You know that, right? <laughs> oh, no, I, I didn't I didn't know that those things correlated. He even cooked me some Cincinnati chili when we're at lacrosse. Ooh, yeah. A good job with it, too. Cincinnati Chili. Uh, what did we have that one night, John? What was it? Uh, like Deer Strap or something like that? Deer, deer Stew? Yeah, I brought, I some, brought some deer. Yeah, yeah I made a, uh, a Deer uh, Brunswick Stew, and then I did uh, – um, it's my tradition at all the houses is I do uh, 
deer back strap with uh, brown gravy and rice. Oh, it was so good. Mm-hmm. It was so good. I'm looking forward to it. Lacrosse is coming up again. Um, you know, well, this summer. So you know, breakfast with biscuit and deer deer biscuits. So yeah. So, well, absolutely. Last. I actually oh. have a question. Oh. Oh, okay. Okay. Is uh, who all's fishing chick? Is it everybody here fishing a chick? Oh yeah, I'll be a chick. Uh, no. Not gonna miss chick. No. No, I'll be at chick and lacrosse. That's it. That you gonna that's be all there, the big ones for me till October, till the Hobie on Coosa. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then who's everyone's fishing NC, right? I mean, I know Dan, you're not, but guest wise, you're all fishing NC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Really looking awesome. forward to it. I hate yeah, bass live. I hate. I'm looking forward yeah, to it. They, they, they ruined some of my areas. <laughs> they ruined some of my areas. Oh man, there ain't there ain't nothing that wasn't on that was on Bass Live this time that hasn't been on 20 times before that. So <laughs> well, it you're was, you're all right. It was funny. Brad and I were sitting there watching it during the class, like and we're like. Hey, we know where that's at. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's, he's fishing. Yeah. I might go right. a, little bit, a little bit over, but, you know, hey. <laughs> well, I yeah. tell you what, must though. Must have been nice for Cherry having that whole Hank, uh, spring yeah. creek area yeah. himself. <laughs> Hank Cherry found a found a spot no one's ever seen before, you know. just <laughs> He found this bridge that happened to have fish on it. A bridge? Yeah. yeah. It's like, I don't know. I've never seen it before. I don't know how he came up with it. Apparently there's not been like three other classics one on it. You know, it's just, it's crazy. I always wonder how that goes down in practice, right? Like how do, how do, how does Hank claim the bridge? You know, other people fished it on day one and day two. It's like he caught the first fish. So, you know, captured a flag, he gets the bridge. I, I don't know. I just, you know, 53 guys know that that's the place to go that time of year. And, and But anyway, all right, that's another show. We'll let we'll let the, uh, the other guys handle that conversation. So, all right, guys, anything else before uh, before we let you guys go? I'm good. All right. Kids are getting a little antsy, so. Yeah, we appreciate all being here. <laughs> and uh, good, good luck. Take it all in and, you know ring it for for every ounce you can and you know good luck for the rest of the year i'm sure we'll probably have you all back on yeah thanks for coming on guys appreciate you, you. appreciate it thank you all right we'll see y'all later thanks later all right, At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. We were just in some good company, my man. Yeah, yeah, that was serious. I mean, people's been doing it for so long, and you know, I'm 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 glad somebody like John, you know, and Mark too, but people that have been doing it, and they, you know, 
they finally get that big win or the, you know, I mean, if you're in top 10 with this, that was a win. So to do that well in an event like this, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad that they did it. I'm glad it happened. Some good people. I wish John could have been, I mean, Jim could have been on, but you know, I'm, I'm glad we got to have three on. Cause that, that, that was a lot of fun. Absolutely. You know, and, 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 to be in top 30 in this event was like, you know, yeah. being in top 10 in any other event, um, you know, 166 anglers put a fish on the board. There was 230 anglers. Yeah. A lot, a lot of zeros, big names zeroing, which was, which was crazy to me. I mean, the bite was tough and I should have had a lot more than I did, but I could have zeroed, you know, um easily and you know guys like jeff fader and and, and mike elsie and, and uh, chad hoover and aj you know some of these big names you expect to see at the top casey reed um you know not even putting a fish on the board or at least not putting it in there um, on the app is is crazy um and then a lot of i mean i think the limits ended at like 58th place so out of 238 guys, only 58 guys found the limit. That just tells you how tough the lake was. That that has nothing to do with how, you know, good or bad the anglers are. It's just, the conditions were brutal, absolutely brutal for this event. So for these guys to come out on top with some really solid limits in the 80s, great tournament limits, um, I'm super, super impressed by that. So uh, another great, uh, another kudos to them. All right, well. Let's uh, round this thing out. We got a couple of big events coming up. Um, we talked about them a little bit here. We've got uh, the Pro Tour, or excuse me, we got Logan Mark. Gosh, hold on. Get this right. We got Hobie Bass Open Series Lake uh, on Lake Norman coming up. So that's going to be a fun event. Um, a lot of buzz in the air about that one. I saw today. Um, Dave Sewell, another top 10 guy uh, from Indiana, he's out there practicing, and he put up a picture of a Mondo, so he's already found some uh, some big fish there, that's pretty cool, but that's going to take place Saturday and Sunday, uh, let's see how many anglers are signed up for that, it looks like 83 anglers already signed up for that event, uh, which is a great turnout right after you know this huge event uh, that we got going on right now. And then Bass, event number two, yep. Lake, Lake Fork. Fork. Again. That that quick, Bass is heading to Lake Fork. Um, another big event there. They just had the uh, Hobie Bass Open Series there. And now we got uh, the Bass Nation Kayak Series heading out there to Lake Fork. I think it was somewhere around 150 anglers signed up for that event as well. Um, I know quite a few guys after, after this previous event on logan martin wish they could have signed up so those numbers may have been even larger uh, had uh, that 14 day policy not been in there but it is um so yeah 150 guys i think almost for that which is going to be amazing uh looking forward to seeing the turnout you know and we're going to see what 30 more guys qualify for next year's bassmaster classic on uh whatever lake they choose we don't know yet and we, we had some other tournaments that happened the same day as Logan Martin. Go over those real quick. Um, 
You had Southeast Texas Cast Bass League on Sam Rayburn. There were 50 anglers. Uh, Mike Smith got first with 89 and a half. Ruben Martinez with 89 inches and Steve Fisher in third with 87 and a half. So congratulations to them. You had Cats Kayak Angler Tournament Series on Stillhouse Lake in Texas where uh, Caden Drake won it with 93.75. And that, this one had 71 anglers. So it was a pretty big event. Second was Nathan Charlack, probably pronouncing that wrong, but it's 90 and a quarter. And third was Elvin Conrad, Conrad. and um, only 13 out of 71 anglers had a five-fish limit, so that was definitely a tough tough one. And that was just kind of a theme over every, pretty much everywhere on that day, last Saturday. It was rough for a lot of people. Uh, you had RVKA, River Valley Kayak Anglers, on Lee Creek Reservoir in Arkansas that had 35 anglers. First was Avery Metcalf with 81 and a half. Second one, Scott Accord with 97 and three quarter. And third, uh, Mr. Pomos, P-H-O-M-S-O-B-H-A. He had 68 and three quarter. And only three people caught a five fish limit in that field only. A majority of the field only had one fish or less, so brutal tournament. And last was a KBF Trail West on Theodore, Theodore Roosevelt Lake out in Arizona. They had 51 anglers. Only six people of the 51 had a limit. First was Chris Spencer with 76 and three quarter. Mario Galvez with 75 and a quarter. And Ian Mikey with uh, our M-E-I-N-K-E with 74 and a quarter. So congratulations to all of them. Tough conditions, and you did it. Yeah, awesome stuff. Shout out to all those folks getting out there and crushing it early on in the season. We got it done. The first big one of the year. Out of the way. Moving on to the next. Um, Well... Thanks, uh, thanks for hanging out with me on another episode of the Real Down, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here, you, you know, in your former home. You got to come down and stay at the house. I'm, I'm glad I you know. and Al got to, y'all got to hang out. Kind of, you know, that, that was fun, man. Hopefully, we it was can. fun. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm looking forward to seeing you when I come down for, uh, for Gunnersville here in a, here in a few weeks. All right. Well, until next week, everybody get out, get fishing, enjoy some early springtime big bass catching, and we'll yeah. see you on the next episode of Down here on Paddle and Fin Podcast. Where are your PFDs? Go check out the website, guys. Paddle, the letter N in fin.com. Also, check out YouTube youtube.com forward slash paddle and fin if you got a question comment want to hear from a future guest feel free to email us at paddle the letter n and fin at gmail.com don't forget to follow us on social media we're doing giveaways announcements things like that at facebook and instagram at paddle and fin shout out to our show supporters rocktown adventures loveland canoe and kayak hammered lures fish mob lures trc covers catch products 
Go to catchproducts.com. You can put the paddle and fin logo right on your catchboard. Don't forget to go over and pick up your Jig Masters jigs. Use promo code PNF20 and save 20% today. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. It helps grow the audience, helps others find our podcast. So please drop a five-star rating in on the podcast platform you're listening on. Don't forget about the Recycled Plastics program, you guys. Take your used plastic baits, put them in an envelope, mail them to the address in the show notes. Our man Eric Richards at Hammered Lures melts those down, makes new baits, and donates them to various chapters of Heroes on the Water. Through the Blackwater bayous and in the dark Louisiana night, floats a duck camp alive with the sounds of swamp pop and the smells of Cajun cooking. From the Mississippi Delta in Venice to the Cajun prairies of the Southwest, me and the Duck Camp Dinners crew will be hunting and eating it all. This is Duck Camp Dinner. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Join Captain Justin Leake and Meredith McCord for the best fishing action along Panama City Beach. Tune in to Chasing the Sun every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.